Uh, all right, well, welcome to a really drivey, driving theology. We're on the road, uh, driving to a wedding. Yeah. Woo! I don't know how to intro, but... Who's in the yeah. car? Who's in the car? Well, uh, I'm Johnny Bailey, and we have your host, Mike McLean, over there here on the, in the driver's side. And in the back, we have... Yeah, I'm Patrick Stevens. I'm a new Maya Mataraki. New Maya Mataraki. And uh, so there's four of us, four four men driving to a wedding. Four men on the road, you know, doing doing our things. So, so, so new Maya, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> the one mar- the the one un- unmarried guy is going to bring in marriage. What does uh, marriage mean? True marriage. What should it reflect? And uh, I hope you guys could give some insights, since you all are married, and we are on the road to a wedding. So, yes. Those are my thoughts. My questions. That's assuming our marriages are reflecting what they're supposed to be reflecting. But. What do you think, guys, in the front seat? <laughs> that's a hard question. That's more of a backseat kind of answer, I think. <laughs> I think that's going to come from the back. Right. That's, that's a hard question. All right, I'll, I'll make it easy. Marriage represents unity. The, the unifying of two people mm-hmm. that are not necessarily compatible, therefore male and female, uh, but through hard work and uh, forgiveness and love, they were able to make something beautiful out of two uneven parts. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that it's a reflection of Christ and the church, right? And that I love the quote that at the heart of the gospel is a father looking for a family and a son looking for a bride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that relationship it's really uh like mike said it's it's unity i was going to say it's it's partnership right it's where two different things like with or two different people with like completely different destinies right two different agendas goals in life all of those different things it's separate and now something new has happened now those things continue but now there's one also right like they they've merged together and now there's a singular purpose with those two different individuals. There's a singular, like... I like how you put that, where two people who have seemingly two different destinies mm. come together and merge, merge those yeah. destinies and make them one somehow one into one destiny. Or at least yeah. that's the ideal, right? Yeah. I wonder if a lot of marriage problems aren't caused by one person holding on too tightly to his uh, uh, you know, hoped-for destiny or mm. perceived destiny. Or her. Or her. <laughs> I blame the guy there first. He's yeah, him. yeah. I was like, yeah, because obviously that would be a man. That's, you know. That's... <laughs> well, I think um, another thing is that it's two sinners. <laughs> that's a big part of it. That um, I think marriage actually helps. And Newmire, you're not married, so. Yeah. But you, you might not know that, but. It helps in that sanctification process. Mm. 
making us, it, it points out, it's like a mirror. Yeah. And we get to see just how ugly we are. Yeah. And it's how we react to that, whether or not uh, our marriage is a happy marriage. Or mm. See, that's why I had to get my hair cut. My wife saw how ugly I was and reflected that <laughs> back to me. <laughs> I liked your hair. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. <laughs> huh, so marriage is a reflection. It, it helps. Well, why is that, Pat? What, what, makes it, what makes it a good gauge on who you are being married to somebody else, do you think? Well, you're with um, that person all the time and, and good and bad. So you're not putting up a, as much of a facade. Front. Yeah. Yeah. And we we have blind spots. All of us have blind spots where we just we can't see what where we are until right. someone else tells us where we are, where where they see us. You know? yeah. But but couldn't friends do just as much reflecting if you spent a lot of time with them as wives? I mean, the devil's advocate. Possibly, yes. I think so. Yeah, they can. They they're. Um, important in that as well although I oh, dude. I don't know if I, I don't think friends are quite the same as yeah we wives. tend to we tend to overlook our friends faults yeah. um, and you know we do we do our spouses as well to a certain extent I mean I, and I think that a lot of that's healthy yeah um, I think uh, you know we, we usually think of uh, the phrase love is blind as a negative. Right. Well, love is blind. You're, you're just blinded by love, so you can't see the truth. But, you know, in a sense, love is meant to be blind in that uh, we overlook and and uh, perhaps make up for our spouse's um, shortcomings. Well, and I was going to say, with friends, I think a friend could point those things out to you, but you're less likely to tell your wife, shut up, like, and not talk to her for a week or two or be like but yeah, you'll, you're comfortable to do that with but, a friend but with a friend yeah there's not it's not as close of a relationship generally good to know Johnny yeah good that, know. yeah hey you, know, you guys say whatever just like yeah whatever <laughs> not taking that seriously <clears throat> recently I was I was was it the other day I was telling Pat I in a marriage I heard recently the importance of dialogue from the beginning. From the beginning, it has to start. If possible, don't keep any secrets. If there's anything, get it out. Get your wife, let your wife know whatever you're feeling. Or your girlfriend or your fiance or your before she's your wife? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, fiance right? before, before. Before you get married. Yeah. Make sure everything's out, and even into marriage, the dialogue yeah. channel, <clears throat> communication. Yeah, well, because what do you think about dialogue, communicating? Uh, what do we think about it? Yes, in marriage. I'm all for it. The importance of dialogue. <laughs> well, because no, for sure, like, because no matter how hard it would be to talk about it, it would be so much harder if like your spouse found out not from you. And you could have just had a relatively civil conversation about it. 
right. instead of it turning into a big deal about like why are you hiding this from me even if you're not really trying to and or, so that like that discussion I think the biggest part of like you said open dialogue and that being so important is trust yeah. you know like that open dialogue and that trust is that like you know you trust each other enough to even if it's something that you feel like, you know what, does my spouse really need to know about this? This is no big deal. Well, you know what, I'll just, if it's not a big deal, I'll just let her know or let him know. Yeah. But it can be about more mundane or more practical things as well. Not not necessarily bad things, but things like, um, what do you think about blah, 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 you know. Squeezing the toothpaste from the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody what do does. How do you feel about leaving your socks in the living room? <laughs> right? or, uh, and, or you know like hey I don't have any money <laughs> that, 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 one, that one comes up for me <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think we have to come at this from both sides though. I think some of that is healthy but at the same time Jesus loved us despite of all that right despite of all of our junk he, you know, he didn't. He didn't say that we have to express every single thing. You know, first of all, he knows it, right? He knows our problems, and so, you know, he he has made a commitment from the beginning. No matter what you do from this point out, I am for you. I think that's an earthquake. That is an earthquake. I thought someone was moving around in the back seat. That's a pretty big size one. Guys. That was an earthquake. Wasn't yeah. It? Look at the look at the power lines. Look yeah. at this sign right here. Yeah. Wow, that was pretty big. Yeah, yeah it was big enough that in the car, I was like, I was who's like, moving around back there that wow. is shaking the car? Jeez. Exactly. We are movers and shakers, guys, right yeah, now. We're go. moving and shaking. I hope everything's good. Yeah. Well, around here, I think it probably is. Didn't seem that. I mean, Pat, you and I have been in a car when the big one hit, right? So. Yeah. And the car was that was a lot more, more than that. Yeah. 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 We almost couldn't even drive straight. So. Now, now when uh, my two-year-old, now during earthquakes, if he's awake, he goes, uh-oh, uh-oh, the whole time. That's a good reaction. That's healthy. Yeah. I like it. And I was like, yep, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, so I, I think from the outset, and I think humans can make this commitment with anybody, because Jesus did it with us, I think we have an obligation to say to each other, I love you and I'm committed to you no matter what you do because my love for you is not based on your performance. It's based on Jesus' love for me and that wasn't based on my performance. So how can I do you know, any less? That it's not to say we shouldn't be honest. Out of it, Mike, yeah, it's not romantic. I don't even right? love, I love you because Jesus loved me, <laughs> babe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really love you, it's just because Jesus loved me. Well, no, it's a real love. It's real. You know, it's just... Well, I think it's the real love, right? I, I think yeah, a lot of the right. things we call love is... You know, English is a love, stupid language love, At least when it comes to love. Love. Yeah. Uh, what well, do you expect? You see you know, those I British people? Pizza. British people, they don't... They, I love that show. Yeah. Uh, I love my mom. What are you talking about? Well, that's people? okay. Well, it's you know, English comes from, you know, Britain. So, yeah, I mean, look at British people. They don't express love. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like yeah. we only love horses and beagles. Well, and Earl Grey tea. And Earl Grey tea. Right. No, no, we love the British. We we love the we love the uh, subjects of the crown, Nimaya. Yeah. Long live the queen. Long live the queen. Long live the queen. 
Uh, you go, Queen Elizabeth, you go. Uh, so that, you know, that commitment that we make to each other is easy to make and to verbalize, but it's difficult to keep. And that's where, that's when it comes into, you know, being honest with your spouse and not, you know, not wanting to cause any problems down the road. I think, you know, the other side of that is grace in all of this. I mean, we have to show our spouse grace and, and just hope that they do the same for us. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, just as Jesus gives us unlimited grace, we need it. And when you're living with another person who, you know, our desires are still, you know, they fall back to selfish desires a lot of times. Especially yeah. when you're at home, you know, relax. you just want to relax or whatever. Um, yep. That's when we let our... Our, we just we just relax. We relax. Let our, our guard down. Yeah, we let our guard down. Yeah. Are we answering your question, Demaya? Yeah, you guys. You guys are. Uh, uh, so I was thinking dialogue, communication. Oh, we have talked about that. and into marriage as well. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking about uh, this situation actually recently. That I know about this couple that communication is a big issue the only way they can it's come to the extent that the only way they can communicate is through text message <laughs> uh, oh yeah. seriously and I was wow. like wow this is like if it comes down to that point it's like well let's talk about what squelches communication in a marriage what what makes communication I, I slow that, down or stop important, uh, how wives communicate what they really are feeling or what they would like. So I was thinking about that aspect, communication. How do you get to know what's been, what, what's, ex, what's expected? How your wife feels? What makes your wife happy? Well, when you think of communication, what do you think of first? Usually we think of talking, telling yeah. somebody. Right, speaking our mind or saying what we're thinking, but just as important and probably more important for Christians is the listening aspect. And I think oh, yeah. that's what men don't do well with their wives sometimes. Listening. That's, I would agree with that. And that's that's me, right? I, I don't listen well. Uh, <laughs> to my wife. No comment. <laughs> I have um, a great listener. A great listener. You? I'm sorry, uh, what's that? I'm a great listener. What's that? Uh, I'm a great listener. <laughs> we can do this all day. We can do this all day. No, I'm, I'm, I'm average, I guess. Okay. Well, and you know, you guys have seen the uh, thing on uh, YouTube, I think, where the girl has this nail sticking out of her forehead. Yeah, and she's like, Have you seen this? She's like, yeah. She's got this nail sticking out of her forehead, and and she's trying to tell her her probably husband or boyfriend, I don't know how she feels. And all he wants to do is solve her problem. She's like, well, if you just get that nail out of your head. She's like, no, stop trying to fix it. It's not about the I nail. I just want like you to... Yeah, 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 she's got a headache. Got a headache or... like I not... just feel like there's this piercing thing in my head. This is just pressure, always pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, we're, you know, we're very task-oriented. You know, let's, let's pull that sucker out. Let's just do it. It'll hurt, but you'll feel better. Well, and... 
I, yeah, there's that, like, listening, and I think part of it, too, like, you know, missed, well, mm, as a lot of it is, that comes down to how well you know each other, too, like, the, you know, the physical cues of body language, and the, the way things are said, I mean, that, you know, versus what is actually said, but part of, like you said, with open communication, at least for, with me and my marriage, is that if I'm unsure, I'll just tell my wife. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what you're telling me, and I need to know if that's what you mean or not, because I can't read your mind. And if, <laughs> and I'm like, and if you're telling, and if this that's is what too. you're telling me, then this, and I'll just tell her, like, I'm just going to believe this because that's what you're telling me. Yeah. So you need to tell me if it's something different. Women want their minds to be read. Yeah. Sometimes right? I can... Uh, amen, Pat. Sometimes I can kind of read her mind, and I can tell what it is she really wants without saying it. But other times I'm just like, okay, I'm going to... So this is what you're telling me, and I'm just going to go with that because I don't know what what you really want. Sometimes it's, you know, if they have to tell you, then it's already too late. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we guys, we're distracted listeners at best. Yeah. And we've always got something... You know, that we're looking at reading something in our hand when we're trying to listen to our wife. And we very rarely, you know, give her all of our attention. Um, I'm talking about me. Sorry. I yeah, very you know, rarely. Well, this I all, was going yeah. to say, like, have you ever tried to just listen and not say, just say, oh, I see. And maybe just pull off some of those listening techniques like so are you saying da, 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 <laughs> and not yeah. say any advice have you ever tried it usually i just say wow that sounds really hard it's really difficult or yeah like oh yeah uh-huh. i don't think it works half the time because they're <laughs> they're taking aback. they're like what are you doing <laughs> you know what you usually do usually i just say i'm sorry like if yeah. she's complaining about something and i don't know what to say i'm like oh man that's really sucks i'm sorry that's the hardest thing to do in, in a marriage is to say sorry and nothing else. Yeah, sorry. Usually it's I'm sorry, sorry but. but you know, you know, you made this happen. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a big problem I have. Right? Yeah. Just I've say heard, sorry. Talking about listening, I've heard that when wives or when women tell you their problems, they are not necessarily wanting a solution. They just want a listening ear, exactly. someone to listen to what they they want to say, and just listening solves is the main thing that they are seeking for. Yes, if you could just listen. Some, somebody what, has said it's about witnessing the suffering. You know, witnessing when the they've suffering. had something that's gone bad, they want to witness to their suffering. Or empathy, and that's a human thing, right? Yeah. And a lot of this stuff comes up after you've been married for a little while. Because at first, you know, again, you give all of your attention. You know, like, you're just, like, so in love. And all of the attention and all of the listening and communication's going great and all of that. But then after a little while, you just kind of, you know, life goes on. And, you know, it's, yeah, for sure. Listening is, I would say, like, focused listening, like Mike had brought up, is probably the best thing. Like to not like to just actively listen and not because like sometimes when I get into that like I'm not gonna add anything to this I'm just gonna like nod my head and be like I'm sorry yeah that's really hard oh, oh that sucks I'm usually not listening yeah I'm just right. like just right. 
waiting for the right social like cue, pausing for me to interject my condolences. So Which that's not that's not good. That's not you know that's not right. All right, so distractions stop uh, stop communication, right, or yeah. hinder it. What's something else that hinders communication with your wife? Well, it depends what something else it talks about. Stops communication. Insults. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it really fast. Yeah. Well, an, an insult is not, I mean, if you think about it, it's not the insult, it's the unforgiveness that follows it. Yeah. When you're insulted and you won't let it go, you're going to stop communicating. Right. You've taken right. it personally, and you've been hurt, and you want to be hurt at that point. You want to have the right to feel that hurt. Is that right? right? Yeah. Right. right. You, you feel entitled. Now that you've insulted me, I'm just going to pout, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, kind of unforgiveness or, you know, we're constantly in this fight, it seems like, to try to change our spouse and excuse ourselves. Right, We're, th this is the modus operandi, I think, for people in general, because we think the rest of the world needs to change, but but I'm fine. And somebody said, wouldn't the world be different if we were hard on ourselves and gave everybody, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, grace. Well, pass. yeah, grace or a pass or the the benefit of the doubt. If we would give everyone else the benefit of the doubt, but be hard on ourselves the world would be transformed, right? And, uh, man, that's easy to say again, but really difficult to do. But, it, I mean, it, it would transform relationships big time, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Did you get that, Numaya? That's, that's, that's a zinger right there. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. Be hard on yourself. Give everyone else the benefit of the doubt. Well, and, and that's, you know, to bring it in also, like, that's, that's the heart of God right like in first corinthians 13 the famous love chapter one of the things in there that really stuck with me you know is love always trusts always believes always hopes all things and it's like you know what does that mean that means again the benefit of the doubt like if that's what you said i'm just gonna trust you yeah because that's love right like i trust what you said even even if you don't even have a good reason right because that's what love does and yeah, like that, for sure, like to be harder on yourself and not as hard on your wife can be difficult. Or husband. So yeah, guys, just do that. Just do that. Live long and prosper. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. So if you guys figure out how to do it, let me know. Uh, all right, so anything else about marriage? Guys, any, uh... Well, I, I've been thinking about this since Pat brought it up a while ago. I know I'm bringing it back around. But, you know, about how marriage really uh, is a reflection of yourself and it helps you grow, right? It builds your character. And I, and I was just thinking along those lines, a lot of, you know, marriage is like the goal for a lot of people who are not married. And it's... And it's like, man, once this happens, like, 
so many other things are going to, like, kind of work themselves out. And even if you know that that's not true, there's still a reality check after you get married that you experience at some point where it's like, wow, you know what, I'm still, I'm still myself, I still have these issues that I thought may be resolved through marriage, I still, um, and, and the other thing, talking about communication and all of that, for me, was that, like, wow, like, this is probably the, this is the closest relationship possible on this earth, and there are times I still feel completely misunderstood, <laughs> and completely, like, there's no, like, she, like, she, she just doesn't understand me, she doesn't what understand. What are you trying to say, Johnny? What? Well, right like yeah it's like it's and and that's was a really hard like i wait realization wake up call reality check whatever of and it and it encouraged me more in my faith right because it's like you know god understands me jesus you understand you understand me because you know the deepest part of me right even the parts that even though my wife knows me very well there's parts of me that she doesn't understand and she doesn't know but like Jesus knows those parts of us, and and so in that way, and accepts us anyway, and accepts us, right? Exactly, those parts that we like. I mean, you, we don't even like about ourselves. Like G Jesus accepts those things, and so in that way, yeah, marriage really does help us grow, and because you realize a few things of that, like I guess it's like relational wise, it's. Oh, one of the end of the roads kind of a deal like it's not quite like being a parent or something but in a relationship like you know like like marriage a partnership or whatever like it's kind of as close one of the closest relationships ever that you can have other than maybe like you know a parent and a child and so when you see that there's shortcomings there as human beings that you know at least for me it, it caused me to turn to God to have those needs met. Right. That's for, important, I think, because if you expect, it, it's all about expectations going in. I mean, if you expect your spouse to fulfill you, to to fulfill all those needs, that you're you're going to be disappointed way too much on that person, uh -huh. and they're just going to crumble. I mean, nobody can take that kind of. Uh, expectation and make it happen, you know? Yeah, no, expectations are huge, right? So anything you go into, if you have great expectations, usually your imagination, if, you, if there's any time involved, will take that and run with it for a little while. Yeah. And once you actually have the experience, it, it can't live up to it, right? No. It's no. like when, you know, when I go to a movie, if somebody says, this movie was great, I'm like, oh, great, now I'm not going to enjoy it. Because <laughs> my expectations are going to run with that idea of it being an awesome movie, and it usually doesn't live up to it by the time I actually see the movie. Yeah. And um, if we go into a marriage thinking that this marriage is going to fulfill us completely... In ways I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to totally let us down, and then the mm. next step is going to be... Oh, we need to have a kid. <laughs> and that's the and that's the definition of idolatry. Yeah. If we expect our wives to fix everything about us, right. we're idolizing them. We're we're we are um, assigning them the attributes of God. Yeah. This is right. Yeah. And and that's where you that's part of where communicate like again communication breaks down. You start fighting. I was I was gonna say what what is a big part of communication breaking down. I would say like 
specifically like you know jealousy and anger like certain strong emotions like you just can't communicate with each other when you're like it's hard to communicate when you're experiencing those things yeah you know like and people you're just like oh and it's like okay we need to take a minute pride yeah pride um fear fear you know like like it's weird because you would think that oh no strong emotions we should you know be able to communicate that but it actually really it kind of filters everything that you hear and it changes like how you say certain things and yeah. and it's difficult for sure for sure that being said, marriage is great, and it's a great, uh, it's a great institution <laughs> that I'm currently enrolled in. Yeah, but it's it's life, right? It's not it's not uh, it's not it's not heaven. It's not the eternal life. No. It's, um, Sorry, everybody. It's still work. But it is a gift. I, I truly oh, yeah. believe that it's a gift that is uh, part of our sanctification process. Okay. It really helps. It's, it's 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 humbling, Numaya. <laughs> We're trying to talk you into this now. It's humbling. Hum- yeah, Humility's on, good. Humility's actually good. I think most of what you guys are saying, the issues that come up in marriage, expectations coming into marriage. So I would think that yeah, before marriage is also important that transition mm. before marriage and come but even though most some couples come into marriage with different expectations I, I also believe God redeems he's able to redeem yes and restore but I would think I'm thinking it's all, all the more important like preparing for marriage how how fully complete you should be as, as a single if both come in What do you think? Totally. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting before for the Before marriage, <laughs> before marriage, the step. So, before getting married, you should. Before getting married, uh, your expectations, your your goals, whatever you would like to expect from marriage, that communication at that. Ah, should yeah. be communicated. Yeah, yeah. I sure, think so. sure. Your goals. I mean, if you go to marriage counseling, premarital counseling or whatever, they they walk you through a lot of that. Yeah. You know, how do you yeah. deal with money? What do you think about money? What do you think about... Yeah, what kind of families are you from? Yeah. What What yeah. do you... Ex- I just checked C on all the boxes. What do you... <laughs> like, I think the hard part is the ones that are buried deep that you don't realize that you had yeah. expectations. Like... And that comes from, like, the way that you saw your parents interact. Right. And, like, well, this is what it's going to be like for me. And all of those kinds of things. Or, you know, the opposite of the the way you saw your parents interact and be like, I'm never going to do that. Like, I don't want that in my life and stuff like that. Well, one of the best things that marriage does is teaches us what God is doing in the universe. You know, with... with, uh, Making the world, uh, creating mankind, uh, redeeming mankind, uh, and then you know the, the eternal life is all a marriage, right? And that's what we talk about—the bridal paradigm. Uh, and so it teaches us; it, it helps us understand just what it does that that Jesus does for us, right, and is doing for us in the world. But you don't have to 
to be married to understand that. I think some of us need that. I think marriage helps some of us. But Paul obviously understood it. And Paul was never married. Um, so I think it's even more important to get the, to get the message, whether you're married or not, uh, that God has an eternal purpose that he's included us in, you know, by his grace. Uh, and, yeah. So, I don't know where that goes. The bridal paradigm. The bridal paradigm, exactly. Well, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pictures there, right? Like, well, what comes out of marriage is children, right? So when Jesus and his bride come together, like, the mother is the church, right, for new believers, essentially, like, the, the church, like, that's the way that is, you know, that's our mother as well and stuff like that. So there's, you know, all of that kind of stuff to First thing that came out of my marriage was shopping for furniture. Shopping for furniture? Yeah. That was important. Curtains. How does that enter into the bridal paradigm? You know me. You know me too. Me too. Actually, I don't know. actually, yeah. We bought we bought I bookcases. Think about that. We bought bookcases. <laughs> we bought bookcases and a TV. All right. So we're we're about to reach our destination. So maybe uh, Patrick, do you have each closing have thoughts? a parting oh. yeah closing thought? No, I'm looking forward to t- taking a listen at this later hope this is going to be a unique wedding i'm i'm really i love weddings i love that it's like i just really enjoy everyone coming together and having a party and being excited for a couple to get married and i love like whenever i go to a wedding i remember my own wedding and i love to get to you know re-experience that and be happy and again it's a picture of christ like it's just great weddings are just fantastic yes there's food you know, there's dancing, there's music, you know, people get, you know, there's, I, I guess, you know, the couple gets married, there, there is that, but, you know, I'm not involved in that, so, whatever. <laughs> I don't get it, you know, whatever. He's running whatever. sound, man, you're right in the middle of it all. Uh, yeah, you What's know, yeah. What's sound? Like, good luck to them. Uh, <laughs> bon voyage. Yeah, have a good time. Welcome, welcome to the end. You made it. Well, I think when marriage goes well it's one of the biggest joys you'll ever experience in your life for sure um, for sure and i think it's when when your when your relationship goes well with your wife in that moment i think you're experiencing the love of christ through your wife uh, and i know we three of us who are married we we love our wives very much and we have some pretty special special ladies uh, who put up with a lot of crap from us been there. <laughs> thank, thank God for them. You know, I I think my wife has been the one thing. I, I think she kept me from going off the rails, to tell you the truth. I think without her, I mean, not that God may not have put someone else in my path at some point, but uh, I think she came at just the right time in my life uh, when I needed her. And I'm thankful for her. Love you, Tomoko. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and this is a great lead-in for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? Coming next week, what are you thankful oh, for? There we go. Thanksgiving. Comment on the Facebook page. Like and I'm subscribe. Bye. I love you. I don't know how to end it. All right. That's how that's how it's going to end whenever I'm on your podcast. Well, it's, Bye. It's, I love you. Bye. Yeah. I love you. All right. Thanks, Nemaya, Pat, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. There's a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah there's a 